Well, hello everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Voices from the North East podcast. Now, before tonight's episode, uh, which is a little bit of a special because it's not what I originally had planned, but never mind, I want to ask, are the photographs you have at home labelled? And by that I mean, if I turn those photographs over, you know the photos that you've got in a shoebox at the top of the wardrobe, those kind of photos, alright, the ones you've been keeping for years, you know, the ones that belong to Auntie Mary and before her, Grandma Susan and all that stuff, right? Those photos, if I turn them over, do they tell me who's in the photograph? They tell me where the photograph was taken and what year. And if they don't, you've got homework. And get those boxes out over the next couple of days, sit down with somebody if you can, and talk about those photos. And whilst you talk, get a pen out and write that detail on the back. Because one day, one day, what's written on the back of those photographs might be just what saves the photo from going in a bin. Welcome to another episode of the podcast, and I'm going to share with you some wonderful treats tonight um, from an interview I've done at Woodhorn Colliery Museum. Welcome to the show, everybody. Sit tight, plug the headphones in, and let's rewind the tape deck of time. Welcome to the podcast, people. <laughs> Well, this week is not quite what I had planned, but don't worry, there's still something lovely for you to listen to. The original plan for this week's episode, as per my plan for the series, was to be talking to Mum and Dad and Neil Nelner and Jacqueline and usual voices about TV shows and radio shows that they just wouldn't miss back in the day. And unfortunately, due to work commitments and a few other things, I just have not had the opportunity this week to get it recorded properly and edited together. And I didn't want you to miss out on something lovely to listen to, so I thought, well, what can I do? And then I remembered that I've been lucky enough to get into Woodhorn Museum recently, and as part of a project that will come to light in maybe a few more weeks' time, it's... um, I'm doing some interviews with um, the people at Woodhorn Museum and Museums Northumberland to try and share some of the social history of the area with um, with our audience. And the first thing I got to do was go in and meet a lovely lady called Georgina Ascroft, who was responsible for mining heritage at Museums Northumberland. And she toured me around the museum after hours when it was closed to the public, which was so exciting. It really was. I mean, the nerd in me absolutely loved that. Going into the archives, the the bits that are out of bounds to the public, and seeing some of the things that aren't on display um, at the moment, and being able to talk about those with an expert was just fascinating. And you know, really made it clear to me that actually doing a bit of a project with Museums Northumberland is a worthwhile thing for us on the podcast. And I really think you the lovely audience and listeners out there are going to enjoy the stuff we are going to investigate and share with you but 
I had planned to keep those interviews for a little bit further down the road. Now, unfortunately, with not having a full episode to put out for you this week, I've decided to dip into it. And I'm not going to play the full interview, because that's nearly 40 minutes long. What I'm going to do is take a snippet from the interview. There's a lovely section in which Georgina talks to me about the Woodhorn mining disaster from 1916 and the work the community did to raise funds to support the families affected by that. So that's the bit of the interview you're going to hear today. So, uh, without further ado, I'm going to hand you over to the interview that was conducted at Woodhorn Museum between myself and Georgina. Enjoy. So my name is uh, Georgina Ascroft. I am the curator of mining culture at Woodhorn Museum, which is part of Museums Northumberland. And my role at the museum is to look after um, the collections here, as well as develop them and grow them, and look after our galleries and our exhibitions as well. Fantastic. And then you've selected how many things have we picked out today that we're going to oh, talk about? Quite a few. We'll see how, how many we get through. <laughs> oh, brilliant. So the challenge is how many items can we get through in 25, 30 minutes? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, start us off with, with what you've chosen. Just explain them, describe them to the listener and then tell us why you picked them. So this here, it looks like a big, well, you, you tell the listeners what you think it might be. Well, it's a big glass vase jug we would i mean put orange juice in it as you know i could see it in the middle of the coffee table with yeah with orange juice in it but go on tell me what is it yeah so it is it is like a, a kind of quite a utilitarian looking yeah. jug yeah a clear glass jug but it's um it's been etched um with some writing and some uh, foliate designs alongside it and that has turned it into a memorial glass oh, which is a type okay. of object um which uh, kind of are also known as disaster glasses because they tend right, to yes. uh, memorialize uh, mining disasters or um shipping disasters and things like that and Woodhorn Museum have got a great collection of these um memorial glasses right. quite often they're um like almost like wine glasses or look like sherry yeah, glasses yeah. but this one well, is a jug yeah it's a jug it's quite a large jug you know the base is the size of your hand there so yes it's yeah, quite yeah. a large jug and the, the writing reads um woodhorn colliery disaster august 13th 1913 and 13 lives lost um, and it commemorates the Woodhorn... 16, isn't it? Sorry, go on, I'm just... 1916, Yeah, 13th lives. of August, sorry, 1916, 13 and 13 lives yeah. were lost. Gosh. And it commemorates the disaster that happened here yeah. at Woodhorn Colliery in the middle of World War One. Yeah, exactly, mm, yeah. Where, um, th- because uh, of poor ventilation over the weekend, mm-hmm. some, some fans had gone out of action and um, uh... people hadn't been communicating too well with each other. Um, basically, there was a build-up of, you know, um, I guess you call it fire damp then, yeah. and these kind of combustible gases, yeah. and um, there was an explosion uh, at um, on the main seam, I think, mm-hmm. um, and killed thirteen wow. men, um, which is absolutely tragic mm. um but at the time you, you know there wasn't the culture of like uh, work health and safety where the onus would have be would be on the mm. employer to demonstrate mm. all the things that they would have had in place mm-hmm. to prevent mm-hmm. such a disaster the inference is always it was the staff's yeah. fault it was the miners fault for oh. this this so they kind of got blamed for not doing proper checks for oh. uh, fire damp but the way that um 
if you're working in a scene where you don't usually have those mm. combustible gases, and, and Wuthorn didn't, no. um, it, you wouldn't necessarily be as um, vigilant yeah. uh, for testing the gas. Um, and nobody knew in that the, in the party they went down that the ventilation systems weren't enough. working to wow. know to do those like yeah, extra yeah. rigorous checks either. Um, but th- there is a bit of victim kind of blaming yeah. that's happened. Um, on the other hand, you know, there was a, a huge memorial um, erected in Hearst Park. I was just going to say, it is, isn't it? That's what's mm. in the middle of Hearst Park, huge memorial yeah, in there. Yeah. I wonder how many people there uh, have walked past that and not really realised its connection. Yeah, well, actually. it was moved to, to Woodhorn, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and every year, part of the miners' picnic celebrations, we have a miners' memorial around the, yeah. the Woodhorn disaster yeah. uh, statue, but it, it was paid for by subscription from the mining community. Wow. Um, and kind of, if nobody is familiar with it, it's um, a kind of a, um, a deputy, I think, is holding out stretched a, a minus lamp, which would have been able to test yeah. these safety lamps right. to test for gas. Oh, okay. um, that's what it was for. Yeah, and I've seen it many times. I remember it as a kid. I'm pretty sure I remember it as a kid in Hearst Park before it was brought here. But yeah, it's on a large plinth, and mm. then he's right at the top. It's very big and it's it's impressive. But yeah, yeah, didn't yeah. Go on that bit and the, the, the glasses, we think. Um, that that they're mostly used to be sold to raise funds for the right. families who are left behind. Because at this time, if the, uh, I don't know, the man in your house, because yeah. um, it was men who worked in, in yeah. mines at this time, um, passed on or couldn't work anymore and there was nobody else to yeah. do any of that work, then you lost your home. Yeah, yeah I've, I've looked into that when we've been, when we first went round the museum and kind of there's the... There's an assumption that you were looked after. Mm. But actually, when you read the history of it, your community, as in your friends, might have looked after you. But the industry of the coal industry, if there was nobody in your household to go back down the mine, that was it. You lost your miner's house and you were out. Um, And I hadn't hadn't been aware of that because there's such a a culture of saying, no, you were looked after back then, you know. Mm. But actually, when you look into the detail of it, you were looked after by the closest people to you, not by... Yeah, the, the kind of bigger organisation that you're part of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, these uh, uh, that that goes back way back. You know, you think about the Hartley Pit disaster mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the funds that had to be raised for that. So there's a lot of yeah, Hartley yeah. Pit disaster glasses right. around, and mm-hmm. a relief fund was set up, and Queen Victoria donated to it. Right. But at the end of the day, you know, once those funds are gone, yep, that's it. You know, those families had to make do without yeah. men to to yeah. do these jobs and. Wow. You know that that side of it is slightly less well known. Yes. I guess what yeah. happens to the families after after that? Yeah, yeah. Gosh. Well, thank you very, 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 very much because I know you've had to squeeze this in, <laughs> you know, before you go on to passages new. Do you want to explain where you're going to next? Yes. So, if anybody does want to get in touch um, with me uh, directly, then I am moving on to Hartlepool Museum's uh, service. Um, so you, 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 by all means, you can reach out to me directly. Um, but if you want to speak to somebody who represents Woodhorner Museums Northumberland, then you can get in touch with Anne Moore, who is keeper, keeper of collections and looks after all four of our museum sites. So Berwick eh, um, Museum and Art Gallery, Hexamall Jail and Morpeth Chantry Bagpipe Museum and Woodhorn Museum. And Woodhorn, yeah. uh, or my colleague Charlotte Barron, uh, who's a project curator here as well. Wonderful. Well, I hope you found that as interesting as I did. It was an absolutely wonderful opportunity to sit down with Georgina and have her go through 
all sorts of items um, from our local history that aren't actually available for the public to see in the museum and that's a much longer interview that I've taken an excerpt from there for tonight's um, special episode and hopefully in a few weeks time once I've worked out how we're going to incorporate the work I do with Museums Northumberland into the bigger podcast then um, I might play either the full episode, it's about half an hour, 40 minutes long or um, I'll break it up into little bits like this to move forward. But I hope you understand that that's a uh, it's just such a good opportunity um, to just share more voices from the Northeast um, with all of you out there. I think it is a fascinating place, Woodhorn Museum, and I'm interested in exploring Museums Northumberland a bit more and some of the other museums that are part of the setup there. I think as an audience, you will really enjoy hearing us explore many of the items that they have. What I'd like to do is explore some of those items and see if we can get yourselves a bit more involved in the show. Um, I want you to um, you know, hear the, the items we talk about and then get in touch with the show and share your connections to those items or your connections to those moments in history. We will be looking at things like the miners' picnics, the other moments uh, in the history of the mines, including the miners' strike in 84, and many, many other elements. I want to do a whole episode, and probably several, on the role of women in um, supporting the mine industry, because I think very easily forgotten. And um, I'd like to look at children and how they worked down the mines. There's a whole story to do with animals and their connections to the mines. There is a lot for us to explore um, in southeast Northumberland and I really am looking forward to doing that with you all. So keep connected with the podcast, please. Keep sharing it with your friends and family, and please do connect with the show where possible. You can leave a voice message up to a minute long if you click on the link in some of our social media posts. I usually share that in Facebook. If you want, it's at anchor.fm forward slash voices from the northeast there's a little button on there that says message the show you can click on that and leave me a message if you're wanting to that would be great and if you'd like to email me with either a story that you'd like me to investigate or share or if you would like to tell me your story and you'd like to do it via an interview over the internet that is great and the email address is podcast northeast at gmail.com that's podcast northeast at gmail.com okay everybody I hope that's been an interesting little excerpt of an episode there. I'm sorry it wasn't the full episode that I had planned. I have got a full episode planned. It's just been a really crazy week this week, so I haven't been able to get to do the one that I had planned. We'll bring that back next week, hopefully. All right, then, everybody. Stay safe, stay well, and I'll speak to you all soon.